Hello! So, we're on this again. I mean, what else are we up to here, if not this? How are you? Thank you for stopping by today. I truly mean this. You're the reason I'm doing this, so... If there's no you, there is no this. So, I appreciate you, Novel in Bits listener. Thank you. I am Chisa by Katie, your host and your friend. And I'm here to tell you fun fiction stories like just like we're hanging out so we are continuing on tina and blake's story we said that we talked about tina was from a poor family blake is from a wealthy home i mean it's all there in the description so and then they trade lives and then they're getting this eye-opening moments but it doesn't mean their lives automatically getting better so we're on this journey with them to see how they are changing and what that represents to us and what lessons we can take from it okay that's it brief recap let's move on so at this point where we are in the story tina and blake went over to tina's house for the weekend and they drove a rented car they didn't want to show make it look like blake was rich or that tina was making more money or her mother would just carried the money to support one immigration course again they understand so after the so why um Tina and her mom went to the court hearing on on think on a Saturday or so, um Blake and Tina's dad were home watching news, and you know he got to really learn a few things about Tina's family and Tina's um parents from not Tina's perspective because from Tina's perspective oh they're poor oh her mom didn't do things right da 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 da. But from Blake's perspective, he's saying that Tina's dad might be quiet, might seem mousy compared to his own loud dad, Adam. But the man is this person who is deeply grateful, even for his bad leg. And that's a lot of lesson to us. So if you've not if you don't know about this, please listen to the episode before this to start the story with, with us. So now after the court hearing, Tina finally blew up. You know, she's been all good and paying all the bills before now, but she then blew up when her mom commented that, oh my God, Tina, you're too serious. You don't have any fun. Tina told her mom the truth about how I work all the time to pay the family's bills because you don't, mom. And it bothers me. So I, yes, and Tina's mom was like, you did not tell me this. I did not know. Do you understand? Also, Tina thought, so, and Tina's mom was like, I just thought you wanted to help. That I, I didn't know you were going through all this. And this is so significant because sometimes we are killing ourselves over, I'm trying to give this person this life, but they don't know the stress I'm going through. Did they ask you to give them that life? Do they know what you're going through? Have you mentioned it before? You should. Let people in whatever's up with you. Really do. Okay? So, and then her mom was like, I never asked you to do those things. After their fight, Tina's mom became cold and distant. Not like, you know, the normal when your mother is vexing for you. Asian moms and African moms are quite similar. Do you understand? This whole, when you be like, okay, mommy, let me help with this. Be like, no, 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 leave it, leave it, can't rest. No, don't worry, I can do it. That kind of attitude, that's what her mom that was giving her. And then Tina found herself preferring when her mom embarrassed her because she was like, oh, my mom is so embarrassing. She's da da and she's like, wishing for that time now. Like, do you understand? So since the weekend was over, the next day, Tina returned with Blake to school. She wanted to stop so they would eat. Because she's like, ah, I know my mom's cooking. My mom didn't really feel. It was like, he was like, no, no, your mom fed me well. And then in her memory, she's like, she recalled he barely eats. 
most of the things. And then her dad also mentioned he ran two hours on Friday while they were out out at the court hearing. So that's when he admitted he had a problem, that he couldn't eat more. And he thought he was stupid for having this problem. He was really beating himself up about it. That day, they opened up to each other in a way they hadn't done before. And they saw just how much they had in common. The rawness of their emotions overcame their self-control. And they made passionate love together all night long. It's wise to say these things as though I'm reading speech. So that it's not going to have too much effect. <laughs> oh my god. When I try not to embarrass myself. It's not working out so well. So anyhow, Sha, you know, they smooched and did things. So moving on. They started dating after that night. But it was bittersweet, bittersweet since they had a deal earlier that any day he took over Cyclone, they would end things. That day was two weeks away. So Tina was able to convince Blake to get help. He quit working for, for Jen and got a therapist, a nutritionist and a food diary. So, you know, started really helping himself. Meanwhile, Tina's relationship with her mom was still not good. And her mom changed the password of the utilities website, the website that Tina used to log on to see what bills her family had. So she changed the password so that Tina wouldn't log in and pay the family's bills anymore. So Blake confessed to Tina why he was afraid of taking over from his dad. Because, you know, he didn't want to leave like his dad too early. And do when his dad announced, oh, you're taking over the company on the lunch date, that thing has been haunting Blake. So he just felt he wasn't as strong as his dad and Peter, the CFO who died. Peter started working at 28 and died of a heart attack at, 20, at 45. He believed he would be killing himself slowly if he took over from his dad. So his fear comes from a belief that if I take my father's position, I'm going to die early. I'm not as strong as they are. So Tina took charge of the situation and did what he couldn't. Do you know what she did? She arranged a meeting for him with Adam so that Blake could come clean about his fears. Tina went with Blake to meet his dad at his dad's house. Adam's reaction when Blake admitted he had an eating problem and was scared was unexpected. I mean, Adam is this tough man. Oh, you just gotta face it, bullhead. You know, by the take it by the by the horn, face it like a man kind of person. So you'd expect that you know he'd be disappointed in his son for having the kind of disorder he has. But you know, when he said Adam just felt horrible for not realizing sooner that his son needed him and he choked back tears. It was the second time Blake was seeing his dad cry. The first time was when the the night Adam died, um the night Peter died, the CFO, like the father's best friend, and the person was like a dad to Blake. That was the first time he saw his dad cry and it felt horrifying. And this was the second time when Adam was like, I'm so sorry. I should have taken care better. I should have taken better care of you. So Adam is really a good dad. He's a good person to his son. So Adam promised to take care of everything. He thanked Tina for helping his son. The lunch was less than 24 hours away at this time. After dinner, dessert and small talk, Blake took Tina to see the twinkling lights and told her an interesting story. Like the story was meant to encourage her that, you know, a story about stars and, you know, that how they already had a, a destiny you know something of all those kind of destiny kind of stories where before something came to be they've already said this is your destiny they've already prophesied it and it's going to happen so anything else you are doing Sha, it's not it, you shall know this is your end and your destruction so that's the kind of story he said he told her so it's, but it was bittersweet and you know how there's two people who fell in love and the stars or something and now are waiting the, the destiny which is to that one will be consumed by the other one kind, so somehow sad story. So, but there was a lesson there. 
you know, he told her those stories to make her say that they didn't have to be a story written in the stars. That these guys have a sad story, right? But we can write our own story. When all these people that they created and they spoke a word over us that is set in stone, we can make our own story. And that's what matters. That would. So love for each other, fill them up as they talked about this. And they kiss until they snuck back into the house and made love as if it was the last time. Which, mm, I'm not spoiling anything. <laughs> I mean, I'm still going to spoil it in a few minutes, so stick around. They laid in each other's arms afterwards, and Blake said they had to renegotiate. He didn't want things between them to end. But Tina was scared because she didn't like taking risks, and he was the biggest risk there was. I mean, what other biggest risk is there than this poor girl dating billionaire? In the middle of that conversation, Blake felt something was wrong, like he had something. He's like, I need to go check on my dad. And he and Tina dressed up and went downstairs to check. Adam was lying on the floor of the kitchen. He looked pale. There was beads of sweat popping out on his forehead. He appeared as if he was having a heart attack. Tina called his doctor and asked the question. So after she, she had gotten off the phone with the doctor, she now turned to the man and was like... And she asked this question in a shaky voice. Like, how long have you been doing cocaine? Dun, 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 dun. So... Blake couldn't believe it. The truth came out that he'd been doing cocaine since he turned 40 so that he could keep up with his 90 hours work week. So at this point, do you want to be a billionaire who has a 90 hours work week? And then when you turn 40, you have to turn to cocaine to keep up that level of productivity. Do you want to be that kind of billionaire? It's you that should answer it for yourself. So the late CFO Peter was in on it and did it too. There are Matthias with side effect that killed Peter. So this thing that he's going through is not an actual heart attack. And are Matthias that come from as a side effect of using cocaine. So Adam never wanted Blake to find out. He couldn't live with himself because of the guilt. Because even the Adam, like, you know, Blake had always thought, my dad is so strong. I can't ruin the company because if I do, I'll die earlier. So now he's finding out that it was not the stress of work that killed Peter, but rather his cocaine usage. Do you understand? So now, even his own dad that he was looking at, oh, my dad is so strong. The dad had been feeling so guilty. That's why he wanted to retire early and give, um, what's his name, um, Blake the company. So he didn't want his son avoiding him to once he learned his truth. That's why he didn't even tell Blake the whole truth. So Adam's doctor arrived. Blake cleaned up the cocaine, found other starches, threw them into a duffel bag that he left in the back seat of his car. Now, if you have seen the title of this podcast, you know that it's Tina that is going to be implicated for that cocaine. So you watch and see how it happened. He intended to dispose of them. That's why he kept them there. So they called the ambulance, which took Adam to the hospital. Then Blake blamed himself for not recognizing his father needed him. You know how this, this the father was initially blaming himself of, oh, I should have known my son needed me. So now the son stands, but like, oh, I should have known my father needed me. So it's a sweet moment. They actually care for each other. So he managed to pack his father's things into a bag to take to the hospital. Tina met him downstairs. She packed his bag. She already had, she had already packed his bag on her. She was with them downstairs. So they put everything in the car and she drove them to the hospital. On the way, Blake made a call to get things under control for the lunch because already it was like 1 a.m. already. So he now called like, hey, my dad had a heart attack. Hey, I'm not, I'm, things are like this. So you guys take control on that end. So Blake didn't feel anymore that his dad's shoes were impossible to feel. You understand? At that point, they're driving him to your daddy is having, is in this position of life and death. But he just, he's also at the same time having this thing done on him that, 
I can actually feel my dad's shoes. It's not, it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. You know, he felt strong because he knew the truth, that it wasn't Cyclone that killed Peter. This was a battle he could win, and the knowledge of that made him feel lighter. The fact that, oh, I can actually handle this. Oh, I can actually be a CEO. I can actually, you know, do this. I'm, I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm, I'm not going to die if I take on my dad's position. And maybe that is also a better way of doing it than he did it. And I don't have to work 90 hours work, having 90 hours work week. Do you understand? So, mm-mm-mm. once they arrived at the hospital, Blake begged Tina to stay with him or break up with him right there. So, you know that thing of he knew what she was doing. That, oh, she wants to be supportive because his dad just had this thing happen to him. A lot of things are going on. And she wants to be the supportive girlfriend for a couple of days before she ends things with him. Do you understand? He knew that. So he was like, so as I just pack in there in the hospital, he's like, you have a decision now. You either stay with me, like stay with me and you're staying with me for life. Like we're doing this or break up with me right now. Like you've always intended to. I mean, that relationship was meant to end that day anyway. So Tina was mute and she was in agony. Like she couldn't answer. So try not to push the, the thing because Blake, our guy is not this guy who forces people, right? Understanding, Blake just took his bag and left. So Tina got on the freeway, like as he left, you know, with his own bag, leaving that cocaine bag behind. Tina was just so distraught, she got on the freeway. Like, she, you know, she, that text slash has never driven for past 14 miles and she was speeding. Her hands were shaking, she was crying and she was driving and she forced herself to go past 40 miles. She thought it was. Now, she was not thinking, you know, some moments in movies when someone is driving and they, they're just having these moments of introspection on their relationship. So she was not, she was not thinking, ah, that was one thing to date him in private, but then another thing to do so in public. Because they've dated two weeks in private right now. Her mother was a Walmart baker and her father was, you know, a janitor. She didn't know how to be seen with, to be with him. I mean, he's this wealthy guy. He had all this media training, knew about SEC regulations, had private deals with his dad, bumped from corporate sensitivity training. You know, those fancy things she, she didn't even know existed until she swapped with him. And so she, she, in her mind, she's like, I, I don't think I can be with this guy, right? He's so wealthy, he's so out of my league and everything. She didn't want to love Blake because it just wasn't safe. She's not a risk taker like that. So she went faster and faster and she was driving at 130 miles an hour. Next thing, the police were pulling her, pulling her over. And next thing, they were bringing a drug dog that sniffed out the cocaine in the duffel bag, in the duffel bag that Blake left in the back seat. So Tina was arrested and she was allowed to have one phone call. One phone call. She called her mom. At the moment her mom learned she was arrested, she switched to Mandarin from English and gave her instructions on what to do. And she, you know, that's the part where power stood her. See, 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 don't say anything important. Just talk to me, Mandarin. So tell me about your day. What happened? Her mother was just gisting her, calmed her down. I was like, don't worry, I won't let anything happen to you. I'll be there as soon as I can. Ah, I was like, this woman is badass. So Blake was in the middle of talking to Adam, who was feeling much better about the restructuring of the corporation to cut back work on them. Like, see, already they already setting plans in motion so that Blake does not get to have that nightmare of 90 hours work week. When news arrived that Blake's car was with the police. So Tina's mom arrived at the station. They made up 
and you know obviously that advanced things bring people closer so they made up and snow was able to confide in her about why she was always so careful it had to do with memories as a little girl from china like when she was a girl her mom told her be quiet don't say anything because apparently little tina had said something that was the reason that led to why her father got arrested in the first place so her mom told her to be quiet which is funny because her mom is one of the loudest people her mom was like yeah that that was because of that situation right because her mom when her mom came to the u.s her mom promised herself that i was so quiet in china that the moment i left there and came to the u.s i was like i am never not going to say anything on my mind i'm going to be the loudest person and her mom is literally very loud mrs chen so right on time um an officer came and on dating ourselves announcing she was free to go so she met blake on her way out he traded you know that trade me he traded her place in prison so the only thing he asked to do was watch the only, the only thing he asked her to do was just watch the lunch which was going to start in 12 minutes you understand you know she she got all these fancy gadgets and everything from blake too so tina's mom had questions because she didn't know blake was rich but tina's dad knew because that time they were even watching tv at his house you know at the point he just sometimes like so does tina know your dad is a billionaire does tina know who you are do you know <laughs> i like mr chen but mrs chen did not know tina's mom didn't know so she had questions for her daughter because she's like so blake is rich i, I didn't know if blake was rich so Tina quickly caught her up and then they found a good service area to pass so that Tina could tune into the lunch. It was handled by David Yu, the chief product engineer. Despite all the mishaps that happened recently, the lunch was phenomenal and over a hundred million people tuned in to watch. So on a live call, Adam and Blake revealed the actual truth about his breakup with Tina. They had a tag, cocaine, um, Adam's use of cocaine, Tina in prison for six hours and more. Imagine you people are launching a product and you're revealing all of these facts about your life and your family. I mean, some people will be like, PR, PR, no, 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 we have to make everything look squeaky clean. But this family are literally selling their story, selling the tragedy with it. And honestly, people love things like that. Like, oh my gosh, such a wealthy, successful family have this successful. And I feel that's one of the reasons why the Kardashians are so loved. Because they uh, they show their messy sides. I mean, I don't support it, but they show all of them. And people feel like, oh, they know them. They're coming along on this journey with them. They, they buy their products and all of those things and make them billionaires and all that. So Tina joined in and Adam welcomed her to the family. Like she joined in the call because she had the watch too. It's actually a watch. And the writer came up with this much this watch the actual name of the watch is Vemox. it has all the sci-fi details i don't want to get into but fernanda is actually watch project fernanda is actually watch and it's it's the, the writer came up with the idea before apple launched his watch yeah that was in, far back in 2015 or so so it's now joined in with because she had her own you know model like they gave her now to prepare for the launch stuff and adam welcomed her to the family saying she fit right in after the call like imagine Blake's dad said told her that she's welcome that you fit right into oh gosh it's so sweet so after they called Tina's mom called Tina's mom asked if Blake could pay for the gas money she spent I was like hmm so Blake is rich interesting so can he pay back the money I spent to come like the gas money <laughs> I was like this woman trust her <laughs> I knew she was going to milk that family so Tina laughed her heart out her mom was so consistent you know she did not want her mom to know Blake was rich because she knew her mother would ask Blake for money she would extract money from him one way or the other and no one is already doing it straight up 
god. So the so Tina was like, don't stop with gas money. You don't know how rich people think. Make him fund a non-profit center for you. Like Tina was now encouraging her. Don't worry. <laughs> My boyfriend can afford it. <laughs> Make him fund the entire thing. So I really like this change in her. And yeah. So her mom's comeback was hilarious. So ah, all was good in her world. Well, almost. Just you know. I mean, at this point, he was not her boyfriend. They've broken up, but it's somehow they're still in, they're not officially broken clean. You get, it's not even been up for twenty four hours yet. So, Cyclone released a press statement that details that detailed Adam's cocaine situation and clarity, as well as other things related to the company. So, it's impressive that Cyclone's stock was skyrocketing in the midst of what was supposed to be bad press. That night at nine fifteen p.m not even up 24 hours since the whole thing started blake sent um tina a message and asked to talk so she asked to see him in person and when she did she threw herself into his arms and kissed him like oh my goodness like i need air and they didn't know what came next and but they decided you know that thing he was asking her to do the night before let them write their own script they didn't have to be set in stone or defined by anything they'll be fine as long as they were together so yay our favorite people made up and you know, this is part of a series and um, according to the writer, there's Hold Me and you'll see more of them in other books of the series. I'm not sure if I, I'm not very good at reading series. I, that's the truth. I'm, I'm really not. I like to read a story and let it be. It's Whenever I continue with a series, it's accidental. <laughs> I'm more of a standalone kind of girl, standalone reading story. But in rare cases, I have read series. Like there's another story I'll start sharing with you soon. Um, mess like this. The author likes twins, yeah. So, most often, you see a lot of twins characters in her books, and each of the twins have their own romantic stories. So, like, I'll, I'll start sharing that one soon. I'll start with her standalone book if you like it. Whether you like it or not, I know you like it because I'm the one telling you, so you like it. Then, I'll share the other books of the director. And this is the end of today's own. Please let me know if you enjoyed this. Like, I really want to hear from you. So, thank you for staying with me to the end. Bye. Until next week.